like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Starting at the $3 a month level, patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of Upstairs Studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. Hey everyone, it's Heather. I know you're here to listen to the podcast, but did you know I also offer all kinds of online consulting services? Stuff like webinars, book studies, curriculum training and consultation, and even companion activities for podcast episodes to use for staff development. If you're interested, you can check out my website at www.thatearlychildhoodnerd.com or you can email me at heather at thatearlychildhoodnerd.com. Thanks for listening. Grab your highlighters. Can't find them? They're probably right there in your pocket protector. It's time for that Early Childhood Nerd Podcast. Let's get nerdy. Here's Heather. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of That Early Childhood Nerd. I'm Heather Burnt Santi, just like I always am. And I'm joined today by Michelle Whitebrock, who, uh, one, is a friend of mine. Two, her son is in my preschool class, and I can't wait to see him again in a couple of weeks. Um, and three, just generally kind of kicks ass. Um, so I've asked her to be on the podcast today. We're going to talk a little bit about advocating um, with with politicians and 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 the public and the community about early childhood education. But first, Michelle, people uh, tell people about yourself. <laughs> Hi. Well, thanks for having me. Um, although I did bug you a little to put me on, so I'm just oh, happy. Oh, you did blind. not. I posted who wants to record with me tomorrow. I'm feeling lazy. And you were like, me. Me. And then it still took us three weeks to get it done. <laughs> no, you didn't bug me. Anyway. We're people. Yes. You know. um, well, hello. My name is Michelle. I, um, you know, I've got a couple degrees in this field, so I feel like I can talk about it a little bit. Right, um, right. I managed a campaign. I am currently the secretary for my local Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. You know. Yeah, and and your degrees are political science. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like published papers and been on panels and right all kinds of cool oh, stuff. Yeah. Sell yourself, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I just never like to really brag. Yeah, but. I know. I know. Uh, most of my my uh, graduate research was on China, and um, I was part of an award winning group that won a an award from Stratcom for our research. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been to the Aspen Security Forum most recently on a scholarship from them, and it was like the best trip to Aspen ever. That looked amazing. It's like a Hallmark movie city, you know, where you're. <laughs> Like, is this real? Is I can't believe this place actually exists. <laughs> okay, that's the first Hallmark movie reference on the podcast. Yay! So it only took us 120 episodes to work in Hallmark movies. 
I think I haven't fact checked that. Um, so anyway, before we before we start talking specifically about advocating uh, for early childhood, which is the probably the uh, you know the interest of most of our listeners, I want you to tell the story about Jack and his turtle crossing because it's such a good example of how um, a simple action can make a big impact. Sure. So um, we live kind of on a on the outskirts of college campus so we take this cherry lane road to get around purdue (laughs) and there's a couple little ponds that are connected uh and the road kind of goes through them and several times we uh, were not so fortunate to find run over turtles Mm -hmm. and then one day we saved a baby turtle thank goodness um like did you stop and pull over and help him off the road oh yeah was like the size of you know your hand it was yeah, so little aw. um so we got back in the car and jack our eight-year-old was just like we should write a letter to the mayor and i was like <laughs> yeah we <"Let's> should <laughs> and so he you know we sent it off and he drew a little picture and it was um pretty cute and then mm-hmm. a couple weeks later the mayor wrote us back and said that's a great idea Let's have you come to a border works meeting and we'll present the signs and stuff. So we went on Tuesday. Um, and so I just put up a quick little tweet about it. Like, you know, thank thanking the mayor, you know, because it was very nice of him. Yeah. And he it was the best day of being mayor ever. <laughs> uh, and, you know, cue the eight-year-old cuteness, too. Like, right. Oh my right. And um, so then our local news picked it up. They wrote a story. The local TV here picked it up. They did a story. Indy picked it up. Um, and then I had a call with Good Morning America this morning. That's awesome. Uh, awesome. Yes. So that may already be on Good Morning America by the time this podcast comes out, because this will probably come out in September. But um, yeah. And so it's so cool. And the, the sign is up on the road, right? The little turtle crossing sign that he Same day, yeah. kind of drew up. That's so fun. Um so, I mean, that's a, that's a good example of something that we look at and we say, oh, it's a kid thing and it's cute, but it's deeper than that. Like, it, it sure. really um, is an example of differences that can be made when people care enough to try and make a difference. And I, I think that's at the heart of um, talking about um, trying to get our, our message about the importance of the work we do out to um, to politicians, and I say politicians, but really it can be anyone in the community sure. who's in a position mm-hmm. to to make a difference. Or I know a lot of times, and I prom- and we'll get to a quote. I know um, I'm sure the listeners are like, "Wait, five minutes in, no quote. Where's where's the quote? No, probably not. But anyway, um, when I when I I do a lot of posting, I do a lot of writing, um, and my hope is. I'd love it if a politician saw what I was saying and changed their platform or asked me to be involved in some sort of decision making. But really, my hope is just that the people who are voting for those people start to think and question. Um, And and so anyway, that's where I'm sort of coming from. Um, So here's the quote that's going to guide the rest of the conversation. And this is um, Stacey Goffin from her book, Defining Early Childhood Education for a New Era. Um, Early childhood education increasingly is the recipient of others' decisions leaving it reactive to others change agenda. Um, specifically what I what I see is that there's lots of um, 
you know, most of the politicians will give some lip service to childcare or universal pre-K or family, you know, family benefits, those kinds of things, family leave. Um, and they, that's, that's great that they have that on their radar, but then so many of the decisions they make are based on assumptions, not expertise. And the people with the expertise aren't always brought to the table. And I'm sure this isn't the only issue where that is the um, right because it's not possible for those candidates to know everything they need to know. So I, so Michelle, right. that's why why I thought this would be a good conversation. Um, and I guess I'll just open it up broad without a specific question, um, and and let you tell us what you think we, sure. we can do and need to know. I think you're right on that, you know, I think it's kind of twofold, really. Like, we assume that they don't know or don't want to know. And then we also kind of create this other persona for them. Like, they're almost not living next door Uh to you or, you know, approachable Uh in a way. Um, And so that's just really kind of one of the things that I've picked up working with more candidates and mm-hmm. things like that is that they're really approachable okay. and I think if you do it in the right way um, and not in, uh, you know, an attacking, but almost like an informative, uh-huh. Hey, um, um, they're really receptive. And, and like you mentioned before, just having somebody listen to your stuff, I shared your <laughs> stuff with some people who, might be running for oh, the governor oh of our state. <laughs> um, because I think it's mm-hmm. like that. It, you know, social media just gives us like this. I mean, my yeah. tweet, you know, is getting on GMA, you know. So even just retweeting with your representative's names uh-huh. on something that you think would be good, just to bring yeah. it to their attention um, is an easy so- way. You know, there's always like, snail mail yeah. and things like that can i can i interrupt it. for a minute to ask you a question so yeah. because this is yeah and i think what you're talking about is during the debates when there were like two mentions of universal pre-k and i went off on, <laughs> on a right. twitter tirade right. about it um even though that wasn't even like a major talking point during those democratic debates um it, it still is for me so so when when i'm when i do that kind of thing if i do a tweet and i um you know, at the campaign or, or mention, you know, hashtag Dem debates or whatever, are they, do they really look, do do that, does that really, like, do they the next day look and see, okay, who, who uh, tagged us on Twitter and who hashtagged probably more on a local level? They do. Yeah, Mm -hmm. means do, um, especially if it's getting more likes or Mm -hmm. retweets. Um, If their DMs are open, you know, shooting them a link to something i would do it um especially if you know the more state and local people are more open to that you know um national people might not always get back to you but i think um there are always people who are looking at those things and and saying oh hey Mm -hmm. look at this or and 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 local maybe is the the more effective focus would you say i'm i'm assuming i would say I mean, the national, it's mm-hmm. hard to do national sure. stuff. I mean, unless you're um, not in Indiana <laughs> and over in D.C. Sure. Uh, sitting on your couches. and I really like my but, couch. Um, <laughs> I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know.
know, I mean, because we live in Indiana, I know that our we have a lot of representatives who are passionate about uh-huh. education, um, maybe not in a more progressive way yet, but I think that it could totally right. get there, um, especially with some more just one-on-one about or reaching out and saying, mm-hmm. hey, um, so that would be kind of my next suggestion. If If there's a bunch of like-minded people that are thinking, you know, we need this or this could be different than um, to just organize uh-huh. yourselves either in a social media group or, you know, something yeah. like that. Um, that way your your efforts can be more organized, too. So you're reaching out to cover all the state senators or all the House uh-huh. representatives. Um, and, or yeah. Something. So and I'm, you know. I'm trying to keep this at a really basic sort of foundational level. Um, and you can take it wherever you feel like it would be important to go. But so that's one thing that I have have done a little bit of is when there is a specific um, topic like the importance of play or um, the concerns about early academics in early childhood. Um, I've tried to gather together people who also think that way and do like a, uh, we did, what did you call them? A Twitter Twitter something there's like a what it's it's failing me but anyway where you all tweet the same thing at the same time uh, um yeah. or you know we all write letters and to the same person around the same time with with but but you am I right that you don't want them to just be form letters you don't want them to all look the same or no mm, I mean it's oh okay I mean, I I, well I, mean... I maybe it Gets their attention if it's the same letter, too. I don't know. Twitter blast. That's what I was trying to think of. <laughs> Twitter, Twitter blast. blast. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so I. Hmm. Sorry, I'm processing so slowly on this because it's something I don't. It's not, you know, my my area of expertise. The the soapbox preaching is, <laughs> but the, the really being intentional and planful about it. Not so much. Um, well, it's. You know, I'm thinking of one um, representative, I won't Uh say her name, but um, she uh, doesn't use a lot of Uh technology. So um, really just making that effort to connect in person somewhere. And that's, um, you know, any kind of event that the Democrats Mm do, she's at. Uh, Or, you know, reaching out to her office and saying, hi, I'd like to have lunch or coffee or something with so-and-so and And really you know then you could be an advocate if a bill comes up and they need somebody to speak on Mm -hmm. play or um yeah something like that so really just trying to put yourself in that line of policy making so that so when they're thinking um, you know this is something that's obviously important it may not be something that's in my area of expertise who could I reach out to then then yep. you're in their radar on their radar maybe yeah right. um right. and i i guess i want to clarify when i say and and you kind of touched on this earlier um you know that they don't ha- have the knowledge that they need. that's not a criticism it's a, we none of us know <laughs> everything about everything that could be important to someone else so that's why exactly. it does become really important for us in the field to um to understand that that we can have a voice. It's sort of our sure. choice whether we have a voice or not. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you think, oh, I've already sent that or I've already 
just uh-huh. keep doing it because so I mean, you know, there's so much happening for representatives and senators that it's just like an ongoing uh-huh. cycle of different topics. So if I would, you know, if there was something I was passionate about, I would just mm-hmm. keep at it, you know, I'm like, hey, by the way, did you see yeah. this new? Which which can be or- difficult. Like there's we have a, a an Indiana guy who um, responds to we're, we're maybe on different sides politically responds to everything I've ever sent him in my life with. A form a letter that's basically thank you for reaching out here's why i'm going to keep doing things the way i want to do them the end (laughs) and 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 would you like my newsletter (laughs) um and and that can be disheartening like anything that we do if we if we don't see the seed you know the result of that seed planting right away it can be disheartening um so maybe that's where that getting the groups together and doing multiple voices or just being really persistent and making sure you're continuing to send and resend um, becomes important. Right. Well, and too, like there is a lot of truth to um, voting out people that don't, uh-huh. that aren't on, on the up and up or refuse to do it or don't represent <laughs> your ideas. Right. Or your And so, um, you know, not to be like an ad- activist promoter <laughs> right or anything ahead. here, but, <laughs> you know, use the power of your voice to, um, and the power of the mm-hmm. purse to fundraise and advocate for people who, who do support uh-huh. what you guys are. Yeah. And, and fi- I mean, just financially speaking, every little bit helps or hurts a campaign too, I would think. So, um, I just was watching something, um, before we started recording, you know, people are talking about boycotting somebody for not, you know, some company for not supporting yeah. the right person or whatever. And, and they're talking about boycott culture and, um, call out culture and how it's really just, um, you know, silly to engage in those kind of things. But I think money talks. I think that's very clear. And so, you know, maybe there's not something we can boycott financially, but certainly what we do with our um, contributions or. um... Well, sure. I mean, uh, the people that are throwing these giant parties Mm -hmm. for politicians we might not support are using the power of their purse to get what they want. So, you know, call it what you want. But yeah. Yeah, I do think and people who listen to the podcast have heard have heard me say this probably more times than they, you know, care to. But um, as as a field, early childhood, we got so excited um, when people started talking about uh, universal pre-K because we were part of the conversation and they finally had mm-hmm. led us into this boat and we didn't want to rock the boat. And so we gave our power away and just let them start using our language and deciding what to do. And we just wanted their money so that we could run our programs. And um, so I just I want to I want to say that again to throw out that challenge to to folks who are listening that we need to take our voice back. And um, we can do that in all of these ways, Michelle, that you just um, just kind of listed off for us. Are there any um, any final words of wisdom or like baby step action step kinds of things that you recommend for people? Yeah. Well, you, you mentioned you guys were kind of organized already Uh a little bit. So, um, um, whatever you can do to spread the message Uh about that, uh, bring in more people, um, you know, whatever you could do to amplify your message. 
whether that's um, using other social media platforms, whether that's running um, social media ads, um, that's something that's pretty popular and not hard to do. Um, I'm just down the road if you can help. Perfect. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just and then you kind of just get into any other kind mm-hmm. of marketing. Are um, letters to the editor a useful tool anymore? I know people don't really get newspapers like they used to, to sound like an old fart. But... If a newspaper will mm-hmm. take that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, I would do I it. I guess it's one of those mm-hmm. things. If you if you ask, they can say no, but they might say yes. If you don't ever ask, it's always no, and you don't ever have that chance of yes. So um, I just wondered, because one of my um, final assignments for a class this summer was to write a letter to the editor um, about an issue you were passionate about. So I was writing this letter, and I was like, oh, this is kind of a good letter. And then I was like, wait, do people even do letters to the editor anymore? What else? But I suppose it could be a Facebook note or something like that and just change, change right. that format. All right. Well, yeah. um, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this one up. We're at 20 minutes, which is where we like to be. Um, any, I, I, I gave you a chance for last thoughts, and then I interrupted. Is there anything else you wanted to throw in? Make sure we heard. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic, and I appreciate oh. all that you do. And oh, I miss Teddy <laughs> every time you post pictures of him. I'm like, oh God. Um, anyway, sorry, <laughs> listeners. That was just- <laughs> A little preschool moment. Yeah, I'm excited to get back with the kids here in a couple of weeks. Thank you, Michelle. I appreciate it. And I appreciate being flexible as we scheduled and rescheduled and all that no stuff. Problem. So I, if I get any questions from listeners that I can't answer, I'm going to forward them on to you. And, of course. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll, we'll make that contact somehow for your help. Thanks for Sounds your expertise. Good. Goodbye, Michelle. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. And that's the show. Now go get your nerd on. has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.